0: Orlando Florida is the theme park capital of the world but it's actually so much more than that we cover all things real estate theme parks and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place this is the Orlando Real podcast
1: all started by a month
0: tonight my special guest is Bree Tucker what's going on
1: Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everyone. Thanks for checking in with us. Heck
0: yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. So Bree Tucker, you live out in the Mount Dora area, yeah? That's right. And there's like a lot going on out there.
1: You'd be surprised. There is a <laughs> lot going on.
0: It's insane. Like, I mean, you and I did a video out there not too long ago, and it was like, um, it's cute. I love the downtown area. I think that the growth potential for the area is really big, but Lake County in general is blowing up.
1: Yes. Well, and that was the first time I actually got you out to downtown Mount Dora. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is great.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Are you, I don't know if I want to drive all the way out there, but it, it's actually not that far.
1: No, I commute everywhere that I work with my clients from Mount Dora. And thanks to the 429, I can get Everywhere in thirty minutes or less, so yeah. I call that a win.
0: Absolutely. So, listen, if you're watching live, make sure you drop again your comments, your questions. Bree Tucker and I, we're here to answer that. And again, make all of your real estate, or if you have theme park, theme park questions, what it's like to live in Orlando. If you have kids and you're moving to the area, we both got kids. Happy to answer those questions for you as well. Uh, but Bree, we've got a bunch of stuff to dive in with the viewers and the listeners tonight. The first thing is, uh, what's going on in downtown Mount Dora because it used to be this sleepy little town and then now all of a sudden not so sleepy.
1: So it's funny you say that because I always told my husband I would never move to Mount Dora Okay, it was this quiet retirement community. Fast forward to today and they're proposing the Wolf Branch Innovation District. A right, massive, is, massive project. And what is that? So it's proposed to bring work, life, and play all in one place. You know, Mount Dora has been a bedroom community for so long, meaning Mm -hmm. that you had to commute to work, come home, get away from the hustle and bustle, but they want to bring that to Mount Dora now and hopefully bring some higher paying jobs.
0: All right. So where is this actually located? If somebody had to look at, it's like, we're going to pull up a map here for those watching live, but for those on the podcast, explain it to them. Where is this looking at?
1: Yeah. So whether you're watching or listening here with us today, it is just Northwest of where the 429 and 453. Drop off over near Wolf Branch Road and Round Lake.
0: All right. So 429, this kind of runs from uh, all the way from I 4 down by Disney, all the way up through Winter Garden. It goes through a uh, Popka, it goes through a Koei, and then all the way up to. Right before you can kind of like veer west over to 453 and that's kind of where this
1: is at. Yes. So that's going to be just the first phase. Like they're proposing over 20 years of development with this project. So it would end up being about 800 acres when it's all said and done
0: that's insane. 800 acres. And so what's actually coming to the area? Like, what are you most excited about as a, as a resident or a homeowner in the area?
1: Yeah. So I think I would be most excited about, oh, there's a few things, gosh, it's commercial space, convention space. They're promising lots of, lots of restaurants, new preschool offerings for families. So when I look at higher paying jobs being in our area, I think it would be great for that and just property values overall.
0: Yeah, I think so. So it's interesting when we first moved here six years ago, Lake County felt like forever away because there wasn't a lot going on there. But I mean, so even outside of Mount Dora, tell me what you think's going on in Lake County.
1: Lake County as a whole is booming right now. Um, I spend a lot of time not only in Mount Dora, but Mineola, Claremont. I'm sure if you're watching this, you're familiar with Wellness Way and the Olympus Project. So there's a lot on the horizon and it's a good time to get in before it actually comes because that's how you can gain your opportunity as a home buyer.
0: Yeah, I think it's an affordable option for so many people that have been priced out of Windermere and Winter Garden or Lake Nona, some of these farther out areas. Lake County is like, there's just so much coming to that area. yeah?
1: Yeah, and it's coming fast. So you don't even have to be like a pioneer and totally buy into the vision before it's there. You're going to get to enjoy it even starting as soon as today. As it's coming along. Yeah, it's not just, um,
0: it's not like it's uh, like dirt roads and you're trying to like, (laughs) you got to get on your horse and buggy or something like that. It's just, it's just, there's not as not, not a lot of commercial. There's not as many neighborhoods to kind of like, you know, be able to look at the day to day. Right.
1: Right. Like right now you're having to travel into Orlando or a lot of other places to get some of those daily conveniences. Mm -hmm. Um, But you go out there and it's not as far as it seems, you know, thanks to the 429 other toll roads, it's made it closer and closer year after year. Yeah, that's exciting.
0: So let's check with a few of our viewers today. We've got uh, Holly checking in from St. Louis. Hey, Holly. We got David checking in from Oakland. Good to see you, my friend and California Dreamin' checking in from Mount Dora. So, I love it. Yeah. Hey. It's like your neighbor out there. That's awesome. Uh, Grumpy rich from Northern California. Thanks for checking in for us. It's still, it's the end of the workday. I hope you're, hope you're rounding out your workday. You're <laughs> enjoying wherever you're at. And uh, let's see. Robert says, love living in my new home on Jasmine. Thanks for listing it. Of course. Absolutely. We appreciate you. All right. So let's dive in a few more things of what's going on with Mount Dora and what's exactly going on here. So there's it's not just like more mom and pop shops in the in the branch district. It's like they're talking about new high rises. This is interesting to me.
1: So this is where the big controversy has been, right? right? So forever, the maximum building height in the historic downtown has been 35 feet or 25 feet when you're on the lakefront. Okay. They're proposing, well, it was 350 feet in this new project. They just scaled it back to 310 feet, but that's still taller than the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> so that's what's giving, you know, some uncertain vibes for the people that already reside in Mount Dora. Okay. Um but what I see is that it's still far enough away from downtown, right? So it's a good way to give you a bit of both.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look about so going back to this map over here. And for those of you listening to the podcast, what? this is probably what would you say from this this area right off the turnpike to the downtown area with the lakes and
1: everything. It's at least 10 to 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. So it's not like you're disturbing the quaint little downtown area that so many people love. It's still gonna have that mom and pop shop feel. Um, but then not too far away, you've got sort of this, this town. And so, um, there was an article here that you sent me that basically said that, um, they thought it was going to be a little bit like, kind of like the next Mount Dora, which or not Mount Dora, Lake Nona.
1: Lake, Lake Nona. Yeah. So this was actually projected like over a year ago, this article came out from the Orlando Sentinel and they said a new Lake Nona coming to Mount Dora. And that was crazy to think about at the time, but it's, it's on that path, you know, and I'm interested to hear from everyone too, you know, are you a fan of this growth? If the growth is done right, because we know growth is inevitable, but if we can do it the right way, I think it could be a really great thing for Lake County as a whole, just like what we're seeing in Claremont and Mineola.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's interesting. You look at like Lake Nona area with everything going on with UCF college and Nemours children's hospital and just all the growth that's happened, but then more so the the jobs that have happened in that area. And that's what you alluded to earlier was it's not just more houses, right? Like we need more houses, but we need more jobs yeah. and that's actually going to drive growth through the area. That's really, really cool
1: well and i love to see there's um a lot of new builders coming into mount dora too you Mm -hmm. know for a long time it's been just very entry level builders unless you built a custom home and now we're seeing more of those bigger names like pulte and ashton woods and david weekly paving their way into mount dora yeah and
0: those are the builders that we really want like kb homes lennar uh, ryan homes they're entry level and everybody needs that and many people need that in their lives you know they're first time home buyers they're trying to get something affordable maybe they're willing to sacrifice on quality in order to get a payment that they can afford. But many of us want those higher tier, mid tier at least builders that we can like actually appreciate um, going forward. So that's really cool. All right. So Anita sent checking in from Lake or Laureate Park. Good to see you. Uh, we got Jacqueline asking a question. This is an interesting one. So um, any updates on Taylor Morrison harvest at Ovation? Have you been over to Ovation lately?
1: I have, and there's unfortunately no new updates. I am, waiting every single day to get something new because we are very excited about the launch of Harvest at Ovation.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a big area, that whole like Ovation area. Like I thought it was just going to be a few neighborhoods at first, but when you look at the new Hartzog area and everything else that's going on there, it's, it's exciting, like Flamingo Crossing and you've helped a few clients over there. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I've helped clients in Highland Ridge and Osprey Ranch and uh, Silverleaf and just seeing to your point, all that's actually coming there, aside from the homes itself, it's a great selling point for those locations.
0: Let's talk about Osprey Ranch. This is a really interesting one to me. Shocking. Shocking to me. I'm like <laughs> You you texted me and I was like, are you serious? So no way. Yeah. for those of you watching, so Osprey Ranch is a neighborhood by Kehavnanian, Kay-ho- we call them Kehav. Yes, Kehav's Kay-
1: call- the easier way that's for me to That's the easiest way to say, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, they actually said like, hey, listen, we got this new neighborhood, it's townhomes, Rear entry bungalow and estate size homes, and then we were all excited. Like the teams, like, oh, we love Cahaw, we love the area, we love we the talked product that for
1: two years. Yeah,
0: for two years, we were <laughs> like, it's going to be developed, it's going to be amazing, and and then all of a sudden, it was like, hey, um, sorry guys, we actually sold half the neighborhood to an investor.
1: More than half. It was like 60%. There was only the first 18 single family homes that released. My client got the first one in the neighborhood. We were stoked. And then everything went to an investor and we're like, what now?
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. And so it unfortunately it left us like thinking, I had many of our clients asking me, should I still move forward? Should I move forward on this or consider buying it? And I said, no. I mean, there's a lot of people that If you have an investor controlling 60% of the neighborhood, like that's a kind of sketchy thing. And some of our people backed out. Other ones were like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, I'm going to keep moving forward. But then what happened over the past week?
1: So over the last week, the investor was just nearing the tail end of their due diligence period, and they backed out, which we would have never thought because they were tying up all of their loose ends so quickly.
0: And so I'm excited. So I think Osprey Ridge, again, it's on the table. I think that it's a good opportunity for everybody. If you like Hav, they're like a, where would you put them on? Like scale to one to five, like in terms of builder quality?
1: I would put them really high up on quality, more one of, even though they're production, I would say more semi-custom, maybe on that like, five to seven range on scale yeah I've always been really happy with what they offer for the client I think the customer experience is great Um, you know and in terms of the community itself now you can get in at pre-sale pricing because yeah. all of this has come back so that's the big opportunity
0: Yeah, I think Khov is gonna be like well we thought we had all these houses sold now we don't and so we gotta get these sold yeah let's get going <laughs> so they're gonna offer incentives and that sort of thing Um, actually I want to pop over to another thing we were talking about so speaking of builder confidence and kind of like what's going on in the area Pulte has. An interesting story out over the past uh, week. And so let's see, Florida, let's see, going back over here. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, there we go. Leaders in Orlando, top builder Pulte, see glimmers of returning home buyer demand. And so, what are you seeing over the past? Like, so Q4 was kind of an interesting one, right? Interest rates popped up. A lot of buyers backed off and said, maybe we'll wait to see what happens. Right. But now Pulte's saying they're seeing kind of like things popping, like they're seeing Q4, end of Q4 started getting stronger, but January started getting even more strong. What have you seen?
1: It's interesting because in Q4, we saw builders pushing more incentives than we've ever seen. Slowly into January, they started pulling those back because buyers were coming off the fence. You know, mortgage applications jumped 30 percent because mm-hmm. we've seen slow um improvements in rates week after week. Yep. Um, so that's been really exciting. But I, the other thing is the resale market. I was in three multiple offer situations just this last week. So I think that this article really speaks to that.
0: And you were telling me that this, <laughs> the, the multiple offer situations, it wasn't like it was Lake Nona. It wasn't like it was in Windermere. Where was it? Eustace Eustace
1: but so it was one in Horizon West one in Eustace and one in Mount Dora so it's not you know normally the reason I say that guys is because it's the pocket markets that are super popular where you expect that first correct but now we're seeing it on the outskirts we're seeing it in Lake County so that is a true sign that the market is shifting
0: huge huge Uh, Nero wants to know what do we think of Ridgeview community in Claremont?
1: Oh, I am such a fan of Ridgeview. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've helped six families in there. I know uh, Robert in New York City Irons watching tonight. So thank you guys for checking in. But Ridgeview is such a great community because it overlooks the Olympus project. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a great extension with Schofield Road taking you over to Horizon West. I think that's the huge selling factor there.
0: That's the whole drive. I mean, connecting Horizon West and Disney over to that 27 corridor. Mm -hmm. And by the way, what's up, NYC? Good to see you, friend. (laughs) Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, there's A lot of opportunity up and down the 27 area. And I think Taylor Morrison on a whole builds a really good house. Um, now they got caught up many times, just like so many other builders did with delays after delays and hard with trade and all that kind of stuff. But really at the end of the day, they build a good product.
1: Yeah, they do. I've been happy to see it and they're breaking into phase five now. Um, that's going to be one of the final phases in the community. So now's the time.
0: It's awesome. Uh, do you know anything about pine lakes?
1: I have not checked into pine lakes yet.
0: All right. Well, we're going to have to check back with you. So we'll we'll do another video (laughs) around Mount Dora and give you guys some message
1: us. We'll bring the info. (laughs) Uh, NYC
0: says there's there's 123. There's actually 133 in the room now. So make sure you give us a thumbs up if you don't mind. It pushes the video out. It lets YouTube know that there's people watching and that actually care about the video. So that would mean a ton. So Tim asks a question, four seasons, golden oak, any update on progress at the planning board for the condo like units. And so I talked about this three or four weeks ago and Disney and the developer, they owner host of four seasons had said, Hey, we're going to be developing these condos They have really cool style, kind of like, uh, I thought, like Mediterranean vibe. It matched the hotel. If you know anything about the four seasons, Orlando, and uh, they're going to be quite expensive, like $2 million condos. They have not released actual pricing, actual layouts and that sort of thing. Although there is a massive waiting list because people were looking at golden Oak, like, Oh, I missed out. And now I can get it back into the golden Oak for under the four or $5 million minimum of the houses. Um, And so, yeah, it's a really big opportunity. So if it's something that you're interested in, let us know. Here's an interesting question, Bree. So editor MHB says, celebration or Oakland park in terms of school safety? Thanks. So what's wild? Can we talk about safety or schools?
1: Unfortunately, not at all. But you know what's funny is that Celebration Oakland Park, I'd consider them like sister communities. They
0: are because they've got so many similar builders. Well, you've got David Weekly that build out so much of Celebration. Mm -hmm. Uh, The design feels very, very similar. But uh, as licensed realtors, we're not allowed to say like, This place is better than this place in terms of safety, or this place is better than this place in terms of schools. But we can provide resources in regards to uh, what that looks like. So if you want to email us info at positgroup.com, we can give you some resources. You can look at the stats yourself, make some decisions, and then we can help you at either. I mean, they both have great builders, great opportunities. It's just really what works best for you.
1: Yeah. Total lifestyle preference just based on the area.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So I got a bunch of other questions that I missed here, Brie. Goodness gracious. There while, is a lot. while you're looking over here, I'm going to look over here. So there's a few other things that I thought were kind of interesting, uh, regarding Hills of Mineola. We did a whole video on the Hills of Mineola. What's going on? Can you explain what's going on there?
1: Yes. So Hills of Mineola is also experiencing a huge surge in growth and development. So what we're seeing there is another master plan project to bring you that work-life play all in one place. Um, And it's promised to bring more commercial retail. I think the biggest new announcement was um, Winter Garden's Crooked Can heading over to Hills of Mineola.
0: Uh, We're already in Winter Garden. We see how Winter how Crooked Can changed our area. It's exciting.
1: Absolutely so exciting. And so Hills of Mineola, you know, has building been building out for a while. It sits on the turnpike in Mineola. And um we've been helping a lot of people buy into that vision because we knew what was coming. Well, now it's here and we see um a lot of new builders going out that way too. Like Dream Finders is just about to launch and bought new land. Yep. So definitely a lot going on there.
0: Yeah. I mean it's interesting. So the the crooked can piece that's going on. So they're doing a food hall, much like much like the Plant Street Market. So it's 40,000 square feet, which yeah. is not a small place. Not at all. So you've got, it's anchored by Crooked Can. And my guess is that if it's going to be a food hall, it'll be similar products to what we have here at Plant Street. So it's right. going to probably be a taco. Like they've got, um, stamp, what's the taco place? I go there every day. Hunger Street Tacos. Yes. Uh, they've got like a meat market, a pizza place, all different kinds of stuff, which I'm I'm excited about. It's going to be fun.
1: It's going to be fun. You know, the other thing about hills, hills of Mineola is they have the plans for a school to be in the middle of the community. Oh, no way. So they have this commercial there. They're going to have the school, and so with families, especially, I think that's going to be a huge draw for a lot of people to go to that area. And then, of course, it's a bit more affordable right now because it is in Lake County.
0: Yeah. So, what would prices? So, I know the Meritage has houses here. So, looking at if you're listening back, um, so you've got kind of right off the turnpike, Hills of Miniola. You've got industrial, medical. There's a new Publix over there. There's a new Starbucks over there. But then, uh, a regional park, and then, like Bree mentioned, there's a school right in the middle. So, what are homes? What are like tell the people what prices of homes are going in in Manila right now.
1: Yeah. So Hills of Mineola is really unique because you do have entry product for someone looking to get in. So that's Starlight Homes. You also have Meritage and Ashton Woods, which are going to give you a bit of a higher end product, looking at probably the mid to high fours for a smaller floor plan up from there. And then across the street, not really across the street, but over the Turnpike, if you're listening next to the Publix, the new Starbucks and McDonald's, there's also the Parkview subdivision, which is split by Beezer and Lancy, And there you're looking in the high fours to low fives as well.
0: That's great. I mean, that's so... Claremont is still affordable for most people, a lot of people's standards, but Miniola is even more affordable and it's kind of, in, they're in proximity. They share so many of the same amenities, kind of the same
1: area. Yeah. I always describe Miniola as being an extension of Claremont. Yeah. You know, it, actually some places of Miniola share the same zip code as Claremont. Yep. So I think you can get the best of both that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So somebody says, Ron says, Ron and Liz from Celebration, we love everything you do. Well, we love everything you do. Thanks so much for being here, Ron. I appreciate you. Uh, so, Don Juan says, "Do I see builders like Toll Brothers and David Weekly coming to the Olympus project?"
1: So the rumor is that the first builder breaking ground in the Olympus project is David Weekly.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. We lived in a David Weekly home when we when we moved to Celebration. Right. I thought the process was really good, the product was really good, the price for what you got was really good. And so yeah, seeing in the Olympus project seeing David Weekly tied to it um, now, every builder offers different things depending on different neighborhoods and different areas, right? Their quality standards can go up and down. But for the most part, David Weekly, pretty pretty consistent. I
1: think they're pretty consistent across the board. I've always been really happy with them. And that's why I'm really excited to see them in Olympus.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's going on, Kevin? Good to see you this evening. Uh, so... Food hall. Yes, Marina.
1: We're excited about that,
0: too. We definitely are. All right. So we got some more projects here. What's going on? So going back over to the packing district. So talk to us about the packing district. What is it overall?
1: So the Packing District may not be the most desirable place right now. I think that's kind of the big conversation we have with people. But what's crazy, the way that I see it, is actually one of the first builders to break into the Packing District was Toll Brothers, and yep. they're typically the last. <laughs> yeah. So um, the point behind that is that there's obviously a huge vision for this area, and it's going to be really exciting as the growth comes to you. It's one of those places where you know, you're know you going to have to wait a little bit, but the value is going to be there.
0: Yeah, I agree. So like the Packing District to me is an extension of College Park. And and so 32804 in the city of Orlando is College Park. There's some really cute old 40s, 50s, 60s homes, bungalows that are yeah. just like so good. Um, they've got good schools. They've got good like little downtown walkable area. And the packing district is just off to the west. And it's got Toll Brothers. They call it. What's the neighborhood over there? The bricks. The bricks. It's yeah. townhomes. They're townhomes. Yeah, but there's got rooftop decks. Have you seen yeah. these?
1: They're they're a luxury townhomes. They're very very nice. They're
0: very nice, and they're yes. like six seven eight hundred thousand dollars. They're yes. really really nice. Um, and and yet so the area is very uh, I would call it industrial. So you've got a lot of like older packing like literal they call it the packing district because warehouses was warehouses yeah. yeah. Um, but they've got a new Fox sale going in. They've got a new amphitheater going in. They've got a new YMCA, and so Mid America apartment communities gears. for new project in Orlando's $700 million packing district. So there's going to be more rentals in the area and continued kind of growth for what's already there.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree.
0: I'm excited. Uh, Claremont versus Horizon West. It seems Horizon West is at least 20% higher than Claremont. How about safety wise, which city is better? Nuru? Appreciate the question. Bree, what do you think?
1: So Of course, we can't talk on safety, right? But when you're comparing Claremont versus Horizon West, I think there's pros and cons to each. It comes down to what you're looking for for your lifestyle. That's a big thing that we go through with our clients. But you are right. Horizon West is going to naturally be more expensive. So if you're looking to save a little bit on the home purchase, increase equity over time, then Claremont would be a good place for you.
0: Yeah, I agree. And eventually, those connector roads are going to come through. I think it's the five sixteen or the four sixteen. There's a new connector road coming yeah, through. It's gonna
1: be the Lake Orange toll.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be super easy to get to Claremont. I feel like you get like three years in the future, and Claremont's going to be a completely different city.
1: Absolutely, especially with that that road, Scofield Road, and the Western Way extension. Yeah, all of those combined, I think how we just described Claremont and Minola being one and the same. I think Horizon West and Claremont could get to that point because then they'll really only be about fifteen minutes apart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I kind of, goodness gracious. Let's see a whole bunch of other questions coming through here. I want to make sure I get a bunch of them. in. um, do you know this one? Enzo? I don't, <laughs> it's okay. Let's keep going through. Uh, um, I know
1: there was a question about. Oh, let's see. All okay. right. So,
0: ReadView says, in which area home prices have gone down the most, and why by per, what percentage? So, I haven't gone down. What's what's? Here's the deal. So, I think that when you look at what areas are going down on average, our areas have gone down roughly five percent over the past year from the height of the market. Now, some areas have not gone down at all. Other ones have gone down much more. And so I think that when you look at some of these outer band areas, Point Siena, Haines City, some of the farther areas that you had to drive kind of farther to, automatically, you're going to have less demand for those areas than you would kind of like a Claremont, a Winter Garden, a Windermere, Lake Nona, uh, Oviedo, some of these other areas on the east side that are really, really popular. And so um, you have to understand that there's a little bit more risk the farther you get out because there's just less demand. But then as soon as pricing continues to go up and you go back to multiple offers, like Brie was talking about earlier, all of a sudden those areas pop almost first. That's why like use this was like yes. shocking because it's affordable. People can all yeah. of a sudden afford it again, back to multiple offers. And then they ping right back. Um, and so I think you have to look at your budget and what's like, you know, going on with your interest rates and Absolutely. what you feel like on your personal budget, make a decision based off of that.
1: And what about, did you see the question on silver leaf?
0: Yeah. So you, you, you sold a home recently in Silverleaf. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. So Silverleaf is a Meritage community. So it's off of the new Hartzog Road. And um, Callie Pokeman. thanks so much for the question. Yeah. I saw that you also asked, you know, just when the homes in Silverleaf will be available and what's the build out time. So this might be surprising. It was surprising for me, but they actually already sold out phase one. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's on a waiting list for phase two. They're expected to start selling phase two sometime in the summer. And then from there, it'll be about an eight to 10 month build time, like what you would expect with any production builder.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That whole up and down Avalon is just going to continue to grow and that sort of thing. And let's talk about Groveland Gallus mentioned. She said it's too much growth. Well, here's the thing. There's people moving here left and right. And there's people that are getting priced out of apartments and housing communities. And, and if, they don't, if we don't grow, if we don't expand, then all of a sudden rents go up through the roof, prices go up through the roof, and then people get priced out. And so if we don't start growing, if we don't continue to take advantage of the natural land that we have here, then unfortunately, you can't share... Orlando with more people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's so many things that we want out of the growth. So now it's just a matter of doing the growth right. And yeah. looking at these developers, I, I think that they're really on that path and it's going to pay off for a lot of people. Yeah. I think even I was out
0: in Minola today, we're shooting a video that's going to be launched uh, next Tuesday about the area, the pricing, why I think it's great. But I think that the developers there, are they're being really careful on not damaging. Like you've got so much um protected land over there. Yes. You've got the um actually I was gonna show this earlier. I think it's I found this and this is shocking to me. And there was a blog all about it. That's how shocking it was. But uh the the, the travel.com did the green mountain scenic over like overlook might offer the best elevated views in Florida. It's gorgeous. Uh and so overlooking the area just really really pretty. They've got a trailhead there and you can spend an entire day going around Lake Apopka and around kind of what's going on there. And it's protected. And so yeah. some of this is not ever going to change, and I think that that's a really positive thing.
1: Yeah, and you know what's really cool? I'm glad you said that, Ken, is there's so many communities, whether it be North Lake County, Claremont, Mineola, Horizon West, that are protecting more wetlands and more conservation, and their buffer zones are larger. Some lots are getting larger, and so I think that that makes a huge difference when you're looking at growth because that that piece of it will never change, and that's what a lot of people are looking for when they're going to find their new home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, there's plenty of like growth that we've seen that was bad where, you know, like traffic piles up or like, you know, they leave no green space. That's not the norm here. Like I think Florida does a good job trying to keep their, uh, what's going on. So somebody asked a question around, uh, rent control. And so like, what do we have? So in, in, so Reedview view asks in Orlando, is there rent control? I heard Florida didn't have it, but I also heard Orlando did. So over the past in November, we got to vote rent control or not the rent control passed. And yet here's the thing, the state constitution says that there can't be rent control. So it will eventually get knocked down. I don't know if it was just sort of like to to placate the masses to put this on the ballot. Uh, But at the end of the day, um, rent control, it's a double edged sword because yes, it protects the people that live there, which is good. Um, but it also, it also takes developers to look elsewhere. They say, hey, listen, if I can't make money here and land values continue to rise, then I can't invest in the area. And so they go elsewhere and don't build new places to live. And if you don't have new places to live, then you continually have this supply and demand issue. And that's a a problem for all of us. And so um, the state of Florida has says no to rent control, Uh, Orlando, they're trying to figure something out, different ways that they can say like, Hey, maybe if you own five or six units, meaning you're like an institutional investor or you own a lot that you can't raise your, your rent over a certain amount per year. There's some other things like that, but on a whole, we don't have rent control in Orlando.
1: Just saw Henry Ramos check in. Hey, Henry and Alina. What's going on, Henry? <laughs> so good to see you guys. As a
0: downtown Orlando high rise resident for eight years, you moved to the Horizon West Hamlin area. Let me know what you think down below, Henry. And we love the Horizon West Hamlin area.
1: It's they amazing. went from downtown life to suburban life, but you guys look like you're killing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so, so good. All right. So uh, looking at an investment house, this is a question by Anna Marie Mello looking at for an investment house in Claremont St. Cloud in terms of rental prices. Is it easy to rent? What do you think?
1: So I think an investment home in both places is a great opportunity, especially for a long-term renter. There's a huge demand for that in that area right now. And I think you could secure one and not have, you know, a huge headache around that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agreed. I think that there's, um, there's definitely demand here. And I think that there's plenty of people that are willing to... Um, move here, rent something for a while, see if it's something that they actually want to try before they buy. And so we do have a lot of people that, that rent. And I think it's like 35% of our area are renters. And so, Um, I own multiple rental properties, I know Brie owned rental properties, and so you know, I think that's definitely an opportunity for you, depending on where you wanna go. So if you're reaching out and you're like, hey, I I have this kind of buy box, I like to do new because I don't wanna touch it for the next 15 years, or uh, maybe I'm just looking for the biggest growth opportunity, if I could just break even and take advantage of the growth, we could definitely help you with that, make sure you reach out.
1: And it's unique for investment properties in Claremont, because in some areas, um, new construction builders actually won't let investors come in, or they won't let you rent for the first 12 months, you have Mm -hmm. to hold that property. Yeah. Most communities in Claremont don't have those requirements, yep. so it's an opportunity to get that brand new home and then let the equity come while you also have a renter in place.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. I, there's a lot of people that have reached out, Bree, and you know this story because... So we we were part of a team, we run a team here in Orlando, we've got 20 agents that work for us. And it's amazing. And we all share stories of like, what's working, what's not working, what's best for our clients. And we had one of them in our team meeting recently, where they're like, Hey, so this other agent sold a house to this client, they reached out to us afterwards and said, Hey, we were told that we could do Airbnb here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And now we can't. Yeah. And should we sell? Should we do long term? Like there's there's a lot of intricacies when you're in the investment space.
1: Yes, and it's very area specific. And I, that's actually one of the main things I talk to, um, you know, even just family and friends about Airbnb seems to be the first thing people jump for, yep. but it's not allowed everywhere. So you definitely have to look for that. Yeah,
0: 100%. Let's get into the Disney Reedy Creek thing. So this is a big one. Uh, so the Florida House okays state takeover of Disney's Reedy Creek. And so what does that actually mean? The Florida House voted 82 to 31 to reorganize reedy creek improvement district removing the walt disney's control of the quasi government agency and so uh bria you and i were talking about this before the show it's like so disney had this opportunity where they owned a ton of land and in the 60s it was approved that they could say hey we got this special use district where we can levy our own taxes raise our own money take care of their own fire utilities all this kind of stuff And it's kind of gone unchecked for the past 60 years. Yeah. Um, But DeSantis moves in and whether you like the guy or not, this is what he's doing. It's like, hey, um, I want to put a little bit of I'm going to take away some of your power. And that's kind of what the past year has been. And so now they're going to be reworking it. What's the new name of the thing?
1: It's the Orlando. No. Or Florida Tourism Oversight District. Yeah. I think that's close. Yeah, Central Central
0: Florida. Here we <laughs> go. Central go. <laughs> Florida Tourism Oversight District yes. is the name of it. And so, uh, basically, they're going to be removing a few things. One, Disney will no longer be able to have an airport if they want one. They don't have one. Um, they can have. They can't have a nuclear plant. There's no nuclear plant there. No, no nuclear. Yeah, plant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then one of the interesting things I thought was uh, for me interesting was like they can't do eminent domain. So around the district, they can't like fresh out a little bit and take land and say, hey, it's 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 for the better good of everybody. We're going to take your land. I live near Disney and I'm kind of glad they <laughs> like can't the, do it.
1: Thank goodness. They yeah. can't take my house. <laughs> well, you probably uh, never <laughs> thought about that before they put it I out never in the did. open.
0: Yeah. Never did. I had no idea they even had that power. And so uh, so that's mm-hmm. been removed. And then they're also removing the whole board. And like, there's one guy, I forget the gentleman's name, but he's been on the board since 1975. So there really hasn't been a lot of turnover. right? Um, and yet, so they are going to be able to say, hey, listen, the state is going to appoint these people there's going to be allowed to run for three different terms of four years so basically 12 years you're out yep. and you ha- you can't um have been in a theme park capacity you can't have worked at any of the theme parks for the past three years and so they're trying to get it as as neutral of a space as possible will that happen who knows yeah uh, but it's an interesting thing and so this is going to take place over the next couple of years where they do the renaming and they kind of have everything go through any thoughts
1: you know, I think it's going to be overall probably a good thing to freshen it up and then we'll have to see from there, you know, how it goes. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to watch it unfold.
0: <laughs> I agree. So uh, Sarah says, <laughs> I don't know even why I clicked on this, Sarah. I'll be honest with you. Funny question for a good mood. What makes you laugh and where are you ticklish? Um, I'm not ticklish. I turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm one of those weird people. Uh, what makes you laugh? What makes you laugh, brie
1: Gosh, what makes me laugh? Uh, Probably, probably my kids the most. They they say the craziest things sometimes.
0: Hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. When they're like, you know, kids are funny because they're, you've got three kids.
1: Three kids, three, three and under.
0: God bless you. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, the kids funny about kids is they're, they're completely unfiltered. They just don't know any better. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. Not, no. not, they don't know any better. They're always the most honest. Um, yeah. if you're ever looking for an opinion, just ask them, don't trust anybody else.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what uh, what do you think about, uh, raising kids in Orlando?
1: So, If you are watching this and don't know or maybe you're listening i'm not from orlando i'm actually from texas born and raised there for almost 20 years and then relocated out to the orlando area and i've been here for about six years now and i will never leave like i I absolutely love obviously i was here before i had kids have kids now um but i think it's a great place to raise a family because there's always something to do It's never too cold for all of our friends that are up north. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, no, all positive things to say.
0: And you said you're going to go to, uh, I saw on one of your comments on one of our videos. You're going to SeaWorld this weekend?
1: Yeah, so we've never been to SeaWorld. We've obviously hit all the Disney parks. We've been to Universal. But SeaWorld has this awesome preschool pass where your kids can go all year. Yes. For free or what? For free.
0: How, what's the preschool five and under five and under that's pretty cool
1: yeah so five and under your kids can go free all year we're always looking for like at least one fun thing to do every weekend sure so we're gonna hit SeaWorld for the first time and go try that
0: that is a lot of fun so okay so let's talk about this so you're your mom of three you're trying to figure out something new to do every weekend with the kids and how often do you have to repeat?
1: Never Yeah, there's always something new. Like <laughs> yes. it's insane.
0: That's the one thing we moved here uh, from Detroit. It was like, you know, okay, so it's either uh, sledding because it's snowing today <laughs> or uh, it's, stay inside. Like yeah. that's really the only thing that you do. That's so crazy. I
1: mean, there's so many options between like Gatorland and Disney and yeah. SeaWorld, you know, so
0: it's so cool. And then parks and just par- there's trails and all types of, kind of stuff. So James says, "Hey, uh, James, you both have been a great help convincing our kiddos to relocate. Well, we appreciate that. We're yeah. excited for you. They're
1: coming from the cold Ohio. Uh, or so. are, are you
0: seriously? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, J- Justin says checking in from Texas, yes. uh, teach hey. us your ways. We want to move within the year. What are some things that people should know?
1: Gosh, so I understand it's a huge move when you're thinking about relocating from out of state. My number one tip to you would be start talking to someone now because it seems like it's far away, but that'll go by in the blink of an eye. And there's obviously a lot of intricate details to work out. Um, But overall, I think you guys would be super happy here.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, all right. So there's a couple other things that I want to talk about tonight that I thought were interesting. So Tesla is going to build their third Orlando dealership. There's going to be one over in Claremont. There's already one in Eatonville and there's a new one in Kissimmee. And I, I talk about Kissimmee as a bit of a sleeper because it's such a big area. Like huge. Kissimmee's is not small.
1: It's huge. It's actually yeah. just as
0: big, almost, almost as big as Orlando. It's giant. Um, and there's a new Tesla dealership coming off of, uh, now it's a service center. Somebody told me like, oh, you can't call it a you can't call it a dealership because you can buy them online. Okay. Yeah. It's a service center, but (laughs) the fact that they're investing back in the area, I think is a big deal. And so you've got another Tesla dealership uh, coming to the Kissimmee area. And I do think that Kissimmee, it's an interesting thing. Do you have a lot of people that reach out about
1: Kissimmee? We do because you know, Kissimmee is so unique because you can do investing there, you can live there as a primary resident. And of course, there's just so much blowing up there, especially in the tech space. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a good one to watch for the next few years. Yeah. And you got Neo City coming, you got, like you
0: said, Airbnb is already there celebration is technically, Kissimmee. technically yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things coming on the downtown area around downtown tohoku
1: i don't know if you've kept your oh, eye oh my on that gosh, that's yeah. massive development it's, it's
0: such a massive development a lot of new construction plus the downtown that's getting better and better and better um, it's got a ways to go i think but the opportunity is definitely there and it's cool to see them reinvesting back or investing back into the area. Absolutely. All right. So we got a couple more things we're going to, and then we're going to wrap up for tonight. So we always do this every single week. We talk about what's going on in the real estate market. And so there's, this is kind of the seven day overlook. And for those of you watching, we've got 958 new listings. And again, for those, uh, watching, this is, uh, Orange, Osceola, Lake, Polk, and Seminole counties, which I would consider Metro Orlando. There's been almost a thousand new listings, but what do you see on this list, Brie?
1: So I think the biggest thing to note so we've had 958 new listings like ken said but we have over 1300 units pending in the last seven days so pending is definitely outpacing the new listings by quite a bit
0: yeah and so as long as we see new pendings outpacing new listings this is a really good thing so this allows us to keep a balanced market it actually is sort of trending towards a seller's market or at least just a very, very strong balance market where you can still get a decent house without having to crazy overpay and go back to where we were a few years ago. Uh, What about the price decreases? What are you seeing here?
1: Yeah, so price decreases. That's obviously up. We have about 880 of those. And we've been seeing more of that since the new year, right? Um, Market value hasn't dropped significantly, but sellers' expectations obviously have to come in line to where market value is. And people are realizing we're not in that white hot market of last year, even though we're still in a strong market today.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I think that, yeah, I, I actually appreciate a balanced market. I hated last year hated in 2022, <laughs> 2020, yeah. where it was like, you know, you're going again. you had to write eight offers for the same client to get one accepted. And then we had to get really good at wave the appraisals and two day inspections and It was insane.
1: It was insane. And definitely now, you know, even though I mentioned that I saw a couple of multiple offer situations over the last week, some of our partners on our team as well, it's much more simplified. You know, you're getting your seven to 10 day inspection period. You're not going over asking. It's really just a matter of building the best relationship and having good terms, but not having to go crazy.
0: Yeah, I think that's, to me, again, very exciting. I think it's a very stable growth. And that's what we're looking for. Like the 10, 20, 30% over 12, 18 months appreciation, that's not healthy. I think the two, three, 5%, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, that's what we want to see. And I think it's going to make it a lot more attainable for people that want to buy and come to Florida. Yeah, you
0: know? I, I agree. Um, Kim, I apologize. I missed your original question. You'll try it again. You said, Can you buy a single family house in Dell Web Oasis in the 800s? Yes, you can. Yes. Uh, so make sure you reach out to info at positgroup.com and which we'll started. We do have some on site sales reps as well as some incentives that they might be giving here locally. So we're happy to jump in, in there. They're probably
1: home. giving some of the better incentives right now
0: at Oasis. Oasis
1: is. Yeah. So definitely reach out, Kim.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right, and Maria asked, they need to say said that you need to fix 192. It looks horrible in some places. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. The cool thing what's interesting is you got uh, Margaritaville, which looks fantastic. Have you been down over there? Oh,
1: Margaritaville. We did that for one of our fun weekends. Oh, did you? You yeah.
0: said oh, like the water park or what? Yes, yeah, so
1: we stayed there. We did the water park and then they also have that beach entry pool on oh, property. Oh, that's cool. Very fun. Very yeah. fun.
0: So you got Margaritaville, which definitely transformed part of 192. You've got a lot of like the new Nickelodeon hotel that's going to be going in. There's a billion dollar development for like I think the at the the conservative hotel over there uh and then meaning like conservative lifestyle not like politics um (laughs) like they're going to do like a dry hotel did you hear this no, I didn't hear like that. No alcohol, no anything.
1: Oh, yeah, so very conservative. Very yeah. conservative. <laughs>
0: and then down the other way is like celebration, and that's really nice. But everything in between really needs some love. And yeah, so, I agree. Uh, so I, I totally agree. There, I know they've have a whole district and a whole board set up that they're going to be trying to rework that area. And I think with World Star, which is another commercial development that's kind of right across from Margaritaville, hopefully between those two, they'll start spurring some more development up and down One Ninety Two. Um, all right. So Bob Iger announced this is correct. 1.5 or 5.5 billion dollars and 7,000 job cuts. Price increases can no longer be as sustainable as with layoffs and fear of recession. Please share your point of view. So, Bernadette. Bernard.
1: Bern- Bernardo.
0: Bernardo. Thank you. Uh, so here's what's going on, Bernardo. So there's 220,000 people that work for Disney Worldwide. So the 7,000 people they're laying off are, it's not here in Orlando. Uh, some of them will be, for sure, in Orlando. And, and like we definitely feel for our cast member friends. Yep. And uh, a lot of them, it's funny, a lot of people on our team used to be cast
1: members. Used to be, yes.
0: Um, and so it's interesting to see how they're going to be reworking these. And so if you didn't hear the news, they're they're splitting up Disney into three different departments. It's going to be ESPN. It's going to be their entertainment district and their parks district. And so uh, 7,000 cuts across worldwide, how many of those will be here in Orlando? We are yet to see. Yeah. And so um, do I think that that's going to affect us here locally pricing and that sort of thing? If it's a trend, if this is more like if we start yeah. seeing a lot more other people laying off, maybe, maybe. Um, but I think that they honestly need more, more cast members like have you been to disney lately?
1: they do need more at yeah at our parks certainly at our parks. and that anyone that moves here they typically ask us you know about disney employment and i'm saying go for it right now because i think it's needed
0: i i, I mean like i, I love I mean i'm a huge disney fan we're, we're so invested into disney and yet i feel like it just hasn't hit the peak of where it was pre-pandemic
1: right yeah they're still trying to play catch up i would say you know they're doing the best they can there but it's it's got a little ways to go to get back to that same threshold
0: Yeah. This is a great question from Callie Pokeman. So any Mm -hmm. truth about property insurance is doubling or tripling in the Orlando area? I haven't seen them triple. Double though. Double. Depending,
1: you know, on what we're looking at, right? It's very property specific. I had a friend call me about this today, looking for a broker to kind of look it over for them. They're getting really tight on certain restrictions, specifically the roof. Um, But it's not just any home in Florida, right? So definitely do your due diligence and uh, see, you know, kind of what the rates are at.
0: Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's important. Like when we first moved here, our house was like thirteen, fourteen hundred $1,400. Now it's like $2,200. So it's definitely, it's gone up new. and the newer the house, the cheaper the insurance. Right. But if you start getting into some old stuff, like we got some friends that uh, would have been on the show before Brian from state farm. Yeah. Um, he was, he tried to quote one of my new investment properties. He's like, we can't do it cause the house, the house itself is older than 20 years. Wow. And so we're like, you know, we're, we're limited to five or six different cover or people that can cover us and it wasn't cheap.
1: Right. Yeah. The, I've had experience with that. Like if you're looking at an older home per se, or maybe it is that roof, you know, a surplus line is like your only option and it tends to be more expensive. But I would say if you have a home that's 15 years or newer, then it doesn't tend to be as difficult.
0: Agreed. Yeah. And then the pricing and the, and the premiums that will come comes down. Up. Yeah, for yep. sure. Uh, Don Juan says, hey, thanks for answering all of our questions. I've just one more for you. In addition to sports stuff, is Wellness Way going to be an actual community similar to Horizon West?
1: Yes. Wellness Way, um, it's headlined to be the cousin of Horizon West because it's almost doing like a mirror image over, mm-hmm. I guess, what road is that there? Over 27? Yeah. Yeah. So it is It is going to be a community. So similar to how people say that they live in Horizon West, this is going to be an area where people say that they live in Wellness Way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think because of the jobs and everything else coming to the area, you've got the sort of actual like live, work, play. You've got Lake Louisa over there. You've got just a lot of stuff in Claremont that you can take advantage of. So uh, yeah, I think the Limbus Project is going to feel very similar to that hamlin area because they've got i, I want to say it's two million square feet of commercial yeah in the area which is a big deal
1: olympus is that's the visual we're trying to give everyone you're going to have that walkability just like hamlin town center yeah. but a lot of it is also going to be obviously geared towards athletes which is really neat so it's just a whole new aspect for the area yeah agreed
0: uh, all right so read this is a i love this question read would orlando still be a good place for someone who hates disney
1: One thousand percent. So Disney is, of course, a big thing for us, but it's not everything. There's so much to do outside of Disney. One hundred percent. What do you think?
0: I think so. Like, I think so. I mean, there's Universal, there's SeaWorld. (laughs) There's like you want to take advantage of some of the stuff because they do have so many. uh like some of the tourism stuff is great. Like they're the festivals, the food, the activities, even if you're not a movie fan or any of the other characters, there's plenty of stuff to do that I think you're going to love. And then you look into the downtown area, there's like the Dr. For- the Doctor Phillips Performing Arts Center and then just sort of like the outdoorsy stuff that you can do here. I think there's just plenty to do.
1: I think the outdoor lifestyle is a big one. You know, the lakes and different tours and just even biking trails. Like you think about the West Orange Bike Trail, that's yep. huge for so many people. Yep. And Reed Vu, just so you know, my husband's, not a huge Disney fan, but he still goes for the festivals and enjoys it. So I think everyone finds a little something to love about that.
0: I think that's absolutely true. All right. So last thing, because this is a really great question that we are going to wrap up for today. So, um, Let's see. Have I heard about? Here we go. Have I heard about any commercial being added to the Popka area? We're moving there soon. Very excited for the nature and more quiet, but would like a Target <laughs> close by. So here's the thing. So uh, war is there's a there's a great Target at West Winter Garden Village, which is just down 429. Not too too far. Is there a closer one?
1: So there's a Target in Mount Dora as well. Okay. Because if so, if you jump on U.S. Highway 441 from Apopka, that takes you right into Mount Dora. So that's probably only 20 minutes from there. Yeah. So so either direction that you go, whether you're going to utilize the 429 or 441, you will have target. Yep. But I think what's really important here, Ken has this article pulled up now is the Kelly Park um, interchange, I believe is what they're yep. calling it. There is so much new commercial going in there. I would not be surprised if there's a target down the line for this project. Yeah,
0: there's so many new new houses, new, new commercial, all different kinds of stuff. Ryan Holmes has properties there. Um, they've got just a lot of different neighborhoods uh, in this area, but then also commercial that's going to be coming behind it. And yeah. so I, d- I think Apopka being that it's affordable, but then it's right off the 429 has so much opportunity that they're going to continue to invest. And I know that there's, a, I did a video a while back around Apopka and looking at the the commercial development around the exchange is is really exciting. So uh, is there going to be a target there? I don't know, but you've got two that are kind of equidistant if that's really, really important. Yeah, I don't
1: know for sure about the target, but Apopka's <laughs> exciting to watch watch. You know, it's obviously in Orange County, but it, it mimics a lot of what we talked about with Mineola and Mount Dora yep. because you're seeing some of the bigger builders come in. So you have Pulte and, you know, there's there's new, um, I think Ashton Woods is going out there. Yep. Toll Brothers is already there. So there's going to be a lot of exciting development in Apopka too.
0: Totally agree. Brie, there's 220 people watching live. If they want to follow you, how do they get hold of you?
1: Yes. Please check me out on Instagram. It's Brie Tucker 29. That's
0: right. And she's putting out reels all the time around like new construction updates and that kind of thing. So make sure Definitely. you do that. If you've made it 48 minutes into our video today or our podcast and you haven't already hit the subscribe button, it does help us quite a bit. And we'll keep you updated on all things that are going on here in central Florida and hopefully make you a really informed consumer. But we appreciate you watching Bree. Thanks for being here.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. See you
0: soon.